Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. share something with you today on your sermon notes on the top there's a blank where the title should be and I want you to just simply write in this title um, I want you to write the title which is fight back fight back everybody say that with me fight back I want you to write that in the title, and there's a lot of scriptures I could go to, but I'm not going to teach you today. I just, it's not, I'm in this season where there's more prophetic thing. Hopefully you've noticed that. I felt since the Lord, I'm, I'm a teacher in, in my core. That's who God's gifted me to be. Um, but I, I also think he uses me prophetically at different times. And I had a dream last night that I think is very significant. And I just want to, I want us to be real about something as we deal with fighting back. How many of you would say in this last season in your life, doesn't have to be last night, doesn't have to be last week, it could be a few months within the season of your life, and, and it's okay, I want you to, this is, this is safe to do this. Um, well, I'll, I'll explain it, then I'll ask you to do something. So last night I had this dream, and it was so intense and so real, and I know it was from the enemy. It was a dream from the enemy. Over the years, I think I've learned to discern when a dream is from pizza, uh, when a dream is just from my own just crazy randomness, and when a dream is from the Holy Spirit, and when a dream is from the enemy. And there's ways to recognize that. There's ways to, to understand that. I'm not going to be teaching how to interpret dreams, but there's ways to understand that. And so last night, I have a dream that I knew is from the enemy. And it was really, it was, it was super real, super intense. And it was, it, I woke up as if it was, it was an actual event that happened, but it was just a dream. And it was an attack. The enemy is a liar. He comes to steal, kill, destroy, and he was attacking through deception, manipulation, seduction, intimidation. That's what he does. And so... I woke up and I was just like, just caught up in it. And I had to like stop and just kind of unpack some stuff and break it down and be like, okay, Jesus is Lord. And, and had to refocus sitting there. And in that I thought, and Sarah was sleeping, and, and I thought, I bet she had an attack last night in the, in the dream. So this morning, uh, I, I got up this morning, got up much earlier and, and, and came back. And after she woke up, I asked her, I told her, I said, I had a dream. Did you have a dream? And she had an attacking dream. And the dream was an attack on, on our faith, an attack on our marriage. And it was an absolute lie. And both of us were kind of fired up, almost ready to fight. She would have won, but. <laughs> uh, and I prayed here early this morning about this. And I feel like, and I, t I told you recently that there's going to be attacks. How many of you would say in the last season of your life, I want to start with this, I want to start with this, that you, that you think possibly you have been attacked by the enemy in dreams. 
If it's you, please stand up. If it's you, please stand up. You think it might be. You don't know for sure, but you think it might be. There's a fear associated with it. There's a deception, an intimidation, a manipulation, a seduction. Look at that. Look at that. Okay, now stay, stay standing. How many of you would say, not really through dreams, but through some circumstances in my life? Now listen very carefully. I'm not talking about circumstances like, oh, I got a flat tire, or this thing happened, or that thing happened, or, or you, did something, you did something dumb, because there's consequences to stupid, right? So, but there's like, it's like, man, it's almost strategic. Like the timing of it, this is not random. This is like, this is like, there's a design behind it. And it's one thing and then another thing and then another thing. Like, see, with Job and the attack that the enemy, because it wasn't God doing all that to Job. When, when this attack on Job happened, it was so strategic, one after another attacking. How many of you, you would say, if it's not in dreams, uh, in circumstances, it seems like there is a, a calculated attack that has been against me or my family. Please stand up. I think, church family, it's safe to say we're under attack. Stay standing. I think it's safe to say we're under attack. And all I want to do is show you a, a simple thing to help you fight back, and maybe we'll unpack it. I'll unpack it later this week at my 10 at 10 and stuff. But I, 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 I knew this was from the Lord. You have to know how to fight back. I know the battle is the Lord's because he's already won the victory. He's already disarmed the principalities that are against us. We already have victory, but the enemy still attacks. And so our fight and our warfare is always from a place of victory, never for victory. It's always, it's always reinforcing what Jesus has already accomplished. And we need to know how to fight back. And I'm going to show you that in just a second. Just a quick thing. I'm going to show you how to fight back. But here's what I'd like you to do. Um, and this is for anybody. The ones who are standing, stay standing. And you can, if you're standing next to somebody, whatever, you can do this. I want you to partner up with one or two people who are standing. Just go ahead and partner up. And if you're sitting, you can jump up and partner with somebody who's standing. Go ahead and partner. Just put your hand on their shoulder. I'm not going to make you, like, do a bunch of stuff. Just kind of show support. Just partner up with them. And here's what I want you to do silently or out loud, silently or out loud, I want you to start praying victory over their life. Victory. The victory of faith. The victory of the cross. In Jesus' name, I want you to just declare victory over them right now. Victory over all powers of darkness. Victory over all confusion. Victory over fear. 
Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. For your resurrection and for the sacrifice of your blood, you are our peace. You are our righteousness. And we thank you that you're our deliverer and you're a shield about us. And that even though there's trials and tribulations in this world, we will be of good cheer because you have already overcome the world. You already have made victory possible. And we thank you for it, Lord. We stand in the victory that you have accomplished for us. And we thank you that we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. You are for us, not against us. And we thank you for a release of angels over the families in this room to minister and stand guard. And we thank you, Lord, for the anointing that you've given us, the power that you've given us, the authority that you've given us in Christ. And we stand in that and we shall not be moved. And we thank you for your victory in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You can go ahead and sit down. I want you to open your Bible to James chapter 4. I'm going to share one verse with you. I want to share 20. But I'll share one verse with you and give you a couple things that you can apply. It's just checking. Is everyone who is going to be baptized, are they ready? Christina, are they ready? They're all ready? Okay. Is it, how many is it? Five. Okay. Praise the Lord. If you come up afterwards and say, hey, I want to be baptized, I'm going to say no. You have to wait till next week or next time we do it. So James 4, 7, let's look at this. The whole chapter is really good. It's hard for me not to even look to the left or to the right, but I'm going to just stay at 7. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Gosh, it's hard because there's a therefore and you got to know what came before it. You'll just read it later. Submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. This is about agreement. Heaven and hell are both after your agreement. Your agreement is precious. It's priceless. Your agreement, do you agree with this or do you agree with that? And any, your emotional agreement, your mental agreement, your imaginative agreement, your action-oriented, your, your, your action agreement, your agreement, you're in control of your agreement. You're not in control of my agreement, you're in control of your agreement. And I'm in control of my agreement, I'm not in control of your agreement. But there's this agreement that will you agree? See, submitting to God means I'm coming to submit myself, surrender myself, and come into agreement with God. Christianity is not God coming into agreement with you. 
It is you coming into agreement with God. And so when you submit yourself to God, you're coming into agreement with God's Word. You're coming into agreement with His Word. God's Word is God's will. God's will is God's Word. And the reason you need to become a student of the Word of God and not just a church attender is so that you can understand what God wants you to agree with. You need to educate yourself. An education that will bring a transformation. I'm a gangster rapper. I can make it all rhyme and stuff. An education that brings transformation. Or, or otherwise, you just keep doing what you've always done. And if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to keep getting what you've always had. So you've got to change your seed. You've got to change your thought. And so if you want to walk in victory, and, and here's the thing. If the enemy is attacking you, if the enemy is attacking you, there's one of two reasons why he's attacking you. One, because you have received revelation from God and you have received an invitation that you agreed with and you at least said, yes, Lord. You might not be walking in it fully, but you at least said, yes, Lord, in prayer or in, in a time or maybe even in a service. Like your yes, when you hear a word and you say, yes, Lord, it means something in the spiritual realm. Now you need to follow up with action and obedience as you leave here, but it means something when you say yes. So you got to be an active listener. And so, so the attack of the enemy comes just like the, 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 the parable of the sower who went out to sow the word and sowed the seed of the word of the kingdom. And, and remember the bird came, I call him big bird, was the enemy. The bird came to steal the seed of the word. And the bird came because of the word. So some of the attacks are coming in your life because you have said yes to what the Lord uh, has for you. You accepted the invitation with an agreement and you started walking it out and then a little bit of trouble happens. And the little bit of trouble is just that little bit of a tripwire. It's just like a little bitty thing or maybe going against the wind just a little bit. And you wrestle through the little frustration. This is how the enemy works. You wrestle through a little frustration as you're trying to walk out this thing with the Lord. And then, and you think, oh, that, that, you think that's the battle. That's not the battle. That's just the pre, pre-battle stuff. Then he'll come in with strategic timing with certain elements to deceive you, intimidate you, manipulate you, seduce you. That's what he'll do in your life. It's all deception but it'll stir up fear instead of faith. He'll stir up confusion instead of wisdom. And it'll be this distraction for you to forget about and let go from this word of God. And his ultimate goal is not, his ultimate goal in the deceiving and the attacking, whether it's your dream or whether it's through circumstances, his ultimate goal in doing that is not just to stop this one thing that God is doing in your life. He's not just stopping this one promise. He's trying to break your faith in God. He's not just stopping this one element or this one piece to your God-given pie that he's walking out in your life. He's trying to disconnect you from your source. So that anything that God tries to speak to you or invite you into, you'll say, I won't be that gullible anymore. And your pain will drive you more than his promise. Your fear will drive you more than faith. 
The enemy is ultimately trying to separate you from God so that you don't trust him in your life. That's what he's trying to do. So that you won't give anymore. That you won't serve anymore. You may sit in church, but you won't serve. And you'll live with a false wisdom that you call discernment, which is actually disobedience. And it's a wisdom not from above. So the enemy will come and make these attacks on you, trying to separate you. And so when these, the other way he comes to attack is not, just, is not because you got a revelation from God. It's because you opened the door to the enemy. You did something, you, you, and it's not just like I do it. It could happen. You could do it one time and it can open, but you can open doors for the enemy to come in and not possess you because I don't believe a Christian can be possessed by a demonic spirit, but they will come in and harass you and oppress you. And when you live a lifestyle of something like that, you have this revolving open door that just in cycles just keeps opening and opening and opening. And every time the enemy puts a little more seed, a little more seed, he just knows you like clockwork. Puts a little more seed, stir up this, stir up that, little more seed. Stir up this, stir up that, little more seed. And that's the other way the enemy comes into your life. It's because you open the door. And guys, this is important because I believe God is giving this church family an invitation. To build his kingdom in a way that is just going to be at a whole nother level. And that means there's an attack. And there are attacks. And there should be no fear. should be no fear. Uh, Sarah, let the cat out of the bag. We're sowing a seed. Um, and I know what's going to happen. There's going to be a fight. I know what's going to happen. It's going to be like clockwork. There's going to be financial stuff that happens. It's going to be like clockwork. And you know what I'm going to do? I, I speak to the mountains. You know what I'm going to I'm going to be like? Ha, ha, ha. You're a lie. My shepherd is my source. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. And I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to be moved. May have to eat Cracker Barrel a little less, but I'm not going to be moved. Because God's doing something. So submitting to God is coming into agreement with him. I'm coming into agreement with him. And when I come into agreement with him with repentance and with faith and coming saying, Lord, you know, this thing that I did or this thing that I was doing is not your will. It's not what you wanted. And because it's not your will and it's not what you want for my life, I, I don't want it either. And so I come, the first step is to come into agreement with God. That's the first step. I come into agreement with you, Lord, with your will, with your plan for my life. Now, my emotions don't feel it. My, I, don't, I don't feel it in my body. I'm doing it absolutely by faith. God, this is a faith agreement. My mind doesn't even totally agree right now. I still struggle. I have issues. I have questions. But I, I don't need all my questions answered to agree with, with the Holy One. And so I come and I say, God, I agree with you and I submit myself to you. I submit my questions. I submit my fears. I submit my anxiety. I submit all of it to you, God. I come and I submit myself to you. And in doing that, I stand on your word and stand um, in your spirit. And I agree with you. I don't agree with me. I don't agree with them. I agree with you. 
That's it. I agree with you. And I'm going to keep studying to have a lifestyle of of a disciple to learn your word and, and hear your word and understand your word and obey your word so I can agree with you. And as I agree with you, the second part is I come out of agreement with the enemy. Step one, agree with God. Step two, come out of agreement with the enemy. Come out of agreement with your flesh. Come out of agreement with your distorted self-reason. The judgments and the the verdicts that you've made that are so distorted that, that you're looking at this thing and you're at least a quarter inch off. But you swear you're right. And then your emotions back it up and justify it for you. You do not want your emotions to justify anything in your life. You want the Word of God to justify it. You want to believe the Lord. And so if we're going to walk in victory and we're going to walk uh, in this ramp to relaunch season, we're going to have to face some of these attacks that will come upon us. And when these attacks come upon us, it's step one, God, I agree with you. Step two, I come out of agreement with my flesh. I come out of agreement with with the enemy. And I come out of agreement with anybody else who's walking in the flesh. Because God, I agree with you, which means I no longer agree with the thing that I opened up to. I no longer agree with it. And you, and then as you're standing on the word of God, and now you've come out of agreement, and you literally like, Lord, I don't agree with this thing in my life. That's not who I am. That's who I was. That's not who I am. This is what I used to do. It's not what I do now in Christ. So I come out of agreement with this mindset. I come out of agreement with this emotion. I don't dwell on it. I don't share it on Facebook to try to get some people to affirm me. I don't don't try to get other people to get this this false compassion. If I start speaking weird stuff, I want you to come say, Pastor, that ain't from the Lord. That's not what the Lord says. Here's what the Lord says. I love you, Pastor, but here's what the Lord says. I don't want this fake, false comfort in my life. I want to walk in the Lord because that's where the victory is. And so in that, you you submit yourself to God, and then you actively fight and resist the enemy. That's what that phrasing means, to resist. You are actively fighting against the enemy. So the dreams that came to me and the ones that came to Sarah were personally attacking our marriage. So what we ended up doing was we started celebrating our marriage. Thank you, Lord. Did the exact opposite, came into agreement with the Word of God. And it's like, and, and then, and that's why directly this morning we went right to talking about giving. Because that was huge on my heart to bring an offering this morning. And then we had this distraction to where the last thing I was thinking about was giving an offering. And that's how the enemy works in this calculation thing. And you've got to be responsible for you. You're responsible for what you think and how you think. You're responsible for your emotions. You can't stop emotions from coming, but you can stop them from staying. And church family, I'm telling you, you need to devour this verse. You need to submit yourself to God in a new way. And you need to start resisting the enemy, actively fighting against the enemy. You fight against sin. You fight against sickness. You fight against against all the strategies that the enemy has. You don't agree with depression. You don't agree with addiction. You don't agree with those feelings. You don't agree with that nonsense. You don't agree with that. You don't agree with those sexual lies. 
I'm telling you, you don't, you don't agree with it. If, you, if you're sitting here, if you're a guy and somebody, all of a sudden somebody's making you feel like you, should, you really should be a girl, you come out of agreement with that. If you're a girl and maybe you think you should be a guy, you come out of agreement with that. If you're, if you're not married, you, you could come out of agreement with all sexual you know, stuff because it's sex is for a man and a woman inside of marriage. And you don't look at society and say, oh, it's okay, everybody's doing it, love is love. That's a lie. It's an absolute lie. And it destroys lives. And if you love people, you tell them the truth. You don't have to confront, you don't have to condemn them. You can actually have great compassion for them and say, you're believing a lie. But if it's you, if it's you, stop agreeing with it. If it's you, if you're the one having it, if you're having struggles with lust or struggles with, with whatever, if, if it's you, then you submit yourself to God and actively fight against the enemy saying, no, I, I don't agree with you. No, I don't agree with that whatsoever. And in that agreement with God and that resistance against, against the enemy, you watch how God builds his kingdom through your life. Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.